This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's music row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. All right, welcome to episode 251 with Gary Lavox of Rascal Flats. Um, about a week ago, I was in my house, and I haven't drank Mountain Dew in a long time. Mm-hmm. I used to drink a three liter a day. I know where you're going. And so, I, like, I, I love Mountain Dew. Right. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And so, in my house, I'm like, man, did I, in the middle of the night, have some sort of Mountain Dew stash? And I just chuck, and then I grabbed this can, and it's just like, I don't know, a third of the way full, and it was just a spit can. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? When I left, I thought, tag on it, I left my Mountain Dew can on Bobby. <laughs> Thing I hope he doesn't drink. It took a day, and I thought, well, did I have Mountain Dew? And I looked in it, and I was repulsed. <laughs> you were on Ambien. That's what it was. I was you just repulsed up. that I had your Mountain Dew spit can. I don't know how you do it. I even signed it. I signed uh, you it didn't. You. And, I, you know, if you did, then some lucky trash man <laughs> has been. Because, <laughs> whoa, man. You know, I saw you guys. Uh, you're doing some promotion now for the, uh, the new EP. Yeah. Uh, July 31st, which we're going to play this whole interview thing on the radio show, this is a long-form podcast, the countdown, a lot of things. So um, I saw you guys doing promotion on one of those morning talk shows, like Good Morning America or something. Today's show. Yep. Were you guys together virtually, or do you come in on different boxes? Joe, Don, and I were together. Jay was in uh, Hilton Head playing golf. And are you like, Jay, we're doing promotion. The least you can do is come hang out. Yeah, that's exactly why, uh, that w- what we said, but you know, he wasn't doing it, so... It's the whole virtual thing is weird because it doesn't really feel like it counts, even though it does. No, I like, know. I was doing American Idol the whole last five episodes, and I'm doing it from my house. I swear to God, I didn't wear pants for oh, uh, I know. on network television. Yeah, I didn't on the Today Show. You're not now. No, I know. It's just so it's so one great. Thing. I know. So comfortable now. Uh, the new EP, How They Remember You, will be released July 31st. And when I w- was thinking about EPs, have you guys put out a, just an EP in a long time? Never. Because I would think you guys are just. Full straight ahead album, guys. Yeah. What was this? What made you think about putting out a smaller project? Well, because we were actually had this other project going on, and then we were we had these songs like kind of left over from projects that we really liked, but never had the chance to. And this quarantine thing kind of put it where we were kind of looking at them. We were like, man, we should finish these out. And so it just came up to, uh, and the Dan Huff got another song that he really liked. How They Remember You, which is the new single. And then, um, so we just kind of put it all on an EP, and we had seven, and we were like, let's just go with seven. So Borchetta was like, yep, it's great. So Big Machine put it out. And, well, it will be out July 31st. And that's new, right? You being with Scott Borchetta, Big Machine, is that new-ish? No, we've been there for 10 years. You've been there that long? Yeah. We wow. Got, we got lost because of Taylor. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, I, I forgot. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Wasn't there a fourth member? Uh, yeah, Guy Fieri, and then he went to cooking. It was weird. <laughs> so you got seven tracks. But seven's almost a record, to be fair. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like 
it's some it's like the purgatory of EP to LP. Yeah. So, you know, the whole game's changed. How, who knows what to do anymore? Some people are just doing singles. Some people want to do records. I mean, you know, I, I miss the whole body of work. But to be honest, nobody really wants the whole body of work. Agree. Even my favorite artists. Yep. Like, I would rather now consume a couple of songs a month. Yep. And have them consistently come at me a couple of times. Yep. Because what happens with me, just as a music fan, first and foremost, yep. is that you give me 13 tracks and I'll go through it once yep. and not give some songs the fair credit, the, 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 just the acknowledgement they deserve. Because sometimes you got to hear a song two or three times to really love it. Yep. And I won't do that because I'll be like, 13 tracks is just too much. It's overwhelming. Yep, I know. Yep. And then the artwork, nothing really, you know, what, everything that you used to love about music or can't wait for a new thing to come out just kind of. It's disappeared. The first track is How They Remember You. I'm going to play a little bit of that because it's on the radio right now. I'm curious about your voice because you're one of the best singers in town and your, your, your voice is still so pure. Have you felt your voice get lower higher through the last 15 20 years does it move at all you know it really has i think it's gotten stronger for some weird reason i don't know i i can hit things now hot, easier than i could before i don't know why do you think that is i don't yeah i think it's just kind of like a muscle you, you know it's just like any kind of athlete and i think the more you use it correctly and it stretches and all that kind of good stuff it just kind of i don't know i've just been blessed with being able to not lose much how old were you when it started to be, wow, Gary's actually better than the other kids or, I don't know, 17-year-olds? You know, I don't even really know because, I, I mean, like I did some, but I was so into sports that I, I really wasn't even thinking about music really, you know? And then, but like high school I would do, like I would be in the musicals like South Pacific and Guys and Dolls and all that and these show choir kind of things. And, and I always ended up getting like the, you know, like the the lead or I'd have a solo part in something. And it was, you know, I was probably better than average, but... But it wasn't blown away crowd when they walked out? Like, they weren't like, holy crap, they'll have... Well, you were, I guess you weren't LaVox. Right. But I, the Gary freaking was killing everybody. That, was, that wasn't a thing early? Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I think the, the soccer was my big thing, so I think that kind of overshadowed the music thing. Wow, I was soccer, huh? Yeah. Do you think yep. you could go and play? I, I guess really wasn't MLS then. Did you try to play in college or? No, no, I didn't. I had a, I had a uh, a scholarship to Taylor University, and didn't take it. My my stepdad at the time had started an electric company, so I was doing that, and I'm like, this is gonna be mine one day. All this, you know. So I just I started making money, and you know, started making that five seventy five an hour. I thought I was big balling, you know. Yeah, it's crazy to hear about how much you love sports. Now, I've heard stories about you and how good of an athlete you still are. And I guess you don't show it a lot, but one of my dear friends is Clarence, mm -hmm. who's your manager. Yep. And he was, I don't know if it was boxing or something, and he was like, we were on the tour bus. Oh, yeah, boxing probably. And they were like, we got, and, and I guess you had put on some gloves and we're just kind of just, you know, dicking around. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you would not believe how fast his freaking hands are. <laughs> and he was like, deceivingly, Lavox is one of the best athletes, you know, in, of all, because it's a weird thing to be such a good athlete and such a great singer. I look at guys like you or a Sam Hunt or a, and go, or even a Chuck Wicks. Like the guy yeah. is a great athlete and a yeah. good looking guy. You guys have, and I have nothing. You guys have all the elements and I have nothing. And I just That's look at you true. all <laughs> and go, here I am fingernails deep in a mountain trying to climb. You guys got your little trolley on it and just ride up with all the skills. Like God just gifted you so many. Well, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. But I know what you're saying. Like the, the not for me, but like the Sam Hunts and the Chuck Wish. They're they're really good at everything. And know? they're and they look good. And yeah, they look great. Now see, I would put me in that category, but I don't know. I, I guess did. Just I put, Chuck I put you in the category. <laughs> I wrote it down for you. Thank you. Oh no, one of the tracks. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Rachel Walmack's on, who I just love, love her. She's such a great singer. She's amazing, just, man. So uh, when you were putting together the record, there's only one one feature on here. Why Rachel? It, it was just one of those things like, I mean, she opened, she did like a couple shows for us, opened up, and I, and like I went out there, and we were all kind of watching, and I was like, God, I had no idea. She can blow. She yeah. can absolutely kill it. 
And then, um, so we were just like, man, we should, quick, fast, and a hurry was kind of fresh on our minds, you know, and we had just kind of tracked it. And uh, we were just like, man, we should ask Rachel if she'd be into it. And it, Clarence manages her too. So we are like, just keep it all in the family. And she crushed it. Who do you see in town now where you go, man, they can just sing? Like if you were doing a Mount Rushmore of current, let's say we got to put some perimeters on this. Um, they've had to have had a hit in the past five years. Okay, so I'm going to eliminate mm-hmm. any of the 90s guys that maybe yep. you saw on the upper end when you were coming in. Who, who can really sing? Mount Rushmore, four people. Boy, that's tough. Carrie Underwood can really sing. Rachel. True, true, let me stop right Carrie. True or false? She goes into the studio and doesn't allow them to touch her voice. Do you know that? Really? I don't know. I'm asking you. I've heard that. Have you heard that? No, I haven't heard that. Garth, I've heard that. Do you allow them to touch your voice? Yeah. Heck yeah. I want it to be great. Really? Yeah. But that's, you know, I, but just kind of like tone stuff, like how much verb and all that and I mean, but I'll take pitch corrector all day. But you don't need pitch corrector. Well, you know, sometimes. Per- do you have perfect pitch? It's pretty close. Dang. It's pretty close. All right, you got Carrie. Go ahead, you got three more. Carrie, um, Ronnie Dunn. Mm, good one. Um, I mean, for a country, country singer, hey, I'd, it, I'd it, put Luke Combs in there. Yeah, I would too. And um, see, there's some that just haven't had a hit in the last five years. But I would put, um, I know I'm going to miss some, but. Oh, you're going to miss a lot, so I think it's okay because there's so many. I know. I'm going to put Bobby Bones. There's a lot of pitch corrector when I go on this. It's just pitch corrector. I don't even call. I just call in. (laughs) I'm like, hey, just take this. I don't even have to go. I just just, yeah. slam, just slam it on there. Are you guys not going to say goodbye on the tour? You know, I, not for now. I mean, I don't know what's happening. It's just, you know, every state's different. Now that states that were in phase three are going back to phase two, and you know, it's just crazy. I mean, who who knows? I mean, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I know Jay's doing his own thing. Jodon's writing a bunch. And, um, you know, and I'll just tell you that, you know, and everybody that I'm, so I'm doing a, a solo record. I'm working on a solo record right now. Is that breaking news? That's breaking news. I knew it already, but I keep, secret, I, I keep such I good secrets. You're yeah. so loyal. Yeah, I'm so loyal. So wait, what is, uh, then I'm going to ask you about that. So you're doing a solo record. What, in, what, what does it feel like? What's the, so I'm doing a, first I'm going to do a solo, I'm doing a solo Christian record. It's been a dream record of mine forever. And I'm halfway done with that now. And it's, I'm so excited about it. It's just going to be great. And I think I'm going to do a uh, solo country record right after that. Wow. Yep. Now, what kind of uh, expectation do you put on yourself in the solo country world where you've had, you're as successful as you could have possibly been. Mm-hmm. Like you can't be bigger than the flats. Yeah. So now it's you. Yep. How do you, like, what is the goal with you? Same? Yeah. I mean, the same. I'll just see where God takes it. But there's just, there's, you know, it's, you know, the, sometimes it's difficult for the three of us to agree on songs to cut and things that I really believe in. Most of the time it would work out, but there's, you know, there's just, a, I think, you know, I mean, I, I feel the responsibility and the, and the calling to continue to keep singing, if Flats does or not. So, but there's songs that, that I really believe in that I love, and they're, you know, I mean, I don't know if they'll be different from Flats because I was the lead singer of Flats, so... I mean, they'll all kind of sound like that, but and maybe not all the harmony stuff on there, but there's songs that I really, truly believe in that I love that I think are giants, and I think that the world needs to hear them. I mean, I think they're, you know, I think they're really, really good, and I've already got some recorded for that. So uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited about doing my own thing and, you know, and excited to see what happens, you know, if the flats get together at some point when everything clears off. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm going to continue to work, and I feel like that's, that's been my calling and what I need to continue to do. And you know those guys as well as anyone. If, let's say, a vaccine happens with corona in March of next year, you guys decide to go out and play 10 shows. I'm just, this is just a hypothetical. Will they be cool with you singing your solo songs up there? If it's out? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah they would, yeah. I mean, we all, I mean, we get along great. We just don't know what's happening. And, you know, everybody kind of, 
you know, a, you know, a couple of the guys wanted to do their own thing early on, and it just this Corona thing, and it's, it's just weird. It kind of gave us a year off before we were going to take a year off, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just uh, just the way it worked out. Before I moved, I guess it's about three moves ago, but I was living in the condo, and you looked out the window right onto Printer's Alley. Yeah. So when you first moved to town, did you guys play any of those Printer's Alley spots? Yep, right there, Fiddle and Steel. We played there, but we played all of them. But our main gig was like Mondays and Tuesdays, Fiddle and Steel. And then we'd play Barbara's, and we'd play Lonnie's Western Room. We'd play all those down there. What does that mean, you would play them? Like, talk about them. What's a Monday night? So Monday night, well, when I first moved to town, it was Jay set up by the cigarette machine with a little keyboard. And we had some tracks like... Well, they call me the fireman. That's my name. And we'd sit there, and sometimes the security guard was the only person that would be in there. But we would play there from 9 to 3 on Mondays and Tuesdays. Then we started building a following. Then we met. Then Jodong came in. and then, um, But we'd play from 9 to 3, take breaks, and then we'd take a break. And then we'd go to Barber's across the street and play over there and sit in a karaoke. I mean, we just stayed in the... Alan, we're going to be somewhere every night playing music. What does that mean to develop a following when you're playing small bars with, without social media? Like, what does that mean? Just the same people coming to see you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just same people would come in. They knew when we were playing. And what was great back then, too, was like Mark Chestnut, Toby Keith, and all that. So when everybody was off the road, everybody would go to Printer's Alley and hang. So you might be playing with Mark Chestnut's guitar player, um, you know, Toby Keith's drummer, um, you know, Martina McBride's, you know, acoustic player. It was just, a, I mean, it's what country music was, you know. Then they knocked it all down and built, you know. The condo I used to live in. The condo in. that you used to live in. <laughs> <laughs> but what was the, the final straw that made you come to Nashville? I, you know what? I was sitting in my mom's kitchen and... How old? I was 20... I was 27... And I was sitting in my mom's kitchen, and I was singing along with the radio, and I was like, and it just hit me. And I, at that moment, I just kind of looked up, and I said, God, I feel like you've given me some type of gift to sing, and I'm so sorry that I haven't used it. It was just the weirdest thing. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I took out, because I worked for the, the Board of um, Developmentally Disabled for 10 years. It's right out of high school. So I had to leave that job, you know, state job, sold everything, and uh, moved to town. And, and it, but that's what it was in my kitchen. I really I sold everything, threw everything in my truck, moved, moved to Nashville. Were you dominating karaoke competitions back home? Yeah, yeah, I was crushing them. Yeah, because that was an extra 100 bucks, you know. If you won, I was like, you know, if I'd hit three on Friday, it'd be an extra $300, you know. Then Saturday, and then there was one place on Sunday. But then they caught on. So if you won too much, then you couldn't win anymore, you know. So then you, you had to start venturing out. You put on the east side. Fake mustache. Oh, yeah. yeah. Out-of-town karaoke <laughs> clubs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you and Jay obviously are related. The, with, with Joe Don, did Jay find Joe Don? Is, who's, who's, yep. What was that? So Jay was the band leader for Shelly Wright, and then he hired uh, Joe Don to play guitar for Shelly. And so they, he had, Jay had been telling me about Joe Don, how you know, high tenor, how great he sings and plays. So he came down at the Phil and Steel Guitar Bar one night, and it, our guitar player didn't show up. So he, he invited Joe Don in, and we did uh, Church on the Cumberland Road. It was the first song we ever did. And, the rest was history. We were like, wow, I don't know what that was, but that was, I mean, it was just, it was incredible. So we asked him, and that was that. How quickly until you had a name, though? It took a while, because we were, because I think Jaybird and I were going by Deuces Wild, and then there was three of us in there, so Deuces Wild didn't make any sense, and then, you know, it was hard to come up with a name, and, uh, but we, we sat there, and we, we were thinking, so we were Oklahoma, because Joe Donald's from Oklahoma, it was just terrible, and then, so... <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. And so uh, this piano player named Jelly Roll was in town, or was playing with us, and he was like, man, back in the 60s, I used to have a band called Rascal Flats. And uh, we were like, well, what's it mean, Jelly? He was like, hell, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. And we were like, all right. So we literally wrote on a napkin, uh, and we paid him 500 bucks for the name. So if it did work, we could get sued later. So 
That's the story. And how quickly that you guys were like, okay, we're going to do this until you actually started to make any sort of money from an entity bigger than just a bar, meaning a, a record label. Uh, how it was? Did that happen pretty quick when people heard you? Yeah, you know, um, there was. A, see, so I moved to town February '98, and we got signed in '99. And then, um, but we were humping. I mean, we were killing it every night. We were playing somewhere every night. And then, um, yeah, so, but we were working for tips only. And then we got paid 40 bucks a night. And then, uh, so the, the first real money was, was when we signed our deal with Lear Street Records. Yep. Did you guys ever uh, baby act for anybody as that third act where they really were like, hey, we'll look out for you? You know what? All of them did, really. And that was like, our first tour ever was Jody Messina, and Jody kind of did that for us. And then it was Toby Keith. Toby really took us under his wing. And then Brooks and Dunn. I mean, really, you go out there and you try to steal everything that that they've got. Their fans. You learn so much. And then Brooks and Dunn. And then I mean, they all kind of took us under their wing and really showed us the ropes and you know how to put a tour together and how to treat fans and you know because we were on that. Uh, the Brooks and Dunn thing where they had jugglers and stuff all day long, you know? So, yeah, we, I mean, we learned from all of them. All of them kind of, kind of took them under, took us under their wing and really showed us the ropes. And they were, I forget who it was that told us, they were like, see all those fans out there? You need to go steal every single one of them. We were like, oh, right, that's cool. But we'll try. That's cool. And that's what we told everybody that's open for us since then. The, uh, how they remember you, the EP when it comes out. What? Why do you name song? Different people give me different ones. But why do you name the whole project after a song? You know, I don't know. I, I guess just because it's easy. It's the first thing. And it's hard to encompass, like, because all of it has a different feel and the whole body of work feels different, you know? Let's, you know, put something like the Craftsmanship record. <laughs> that would have been the other Time name. spent record. You, you know? guys, you had seven, you have seven songs on this thing. Did all, is it a rule that three of, three of you have to agree on the song or two or three? What's the, what's the dynamic there? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And then, but I'll get in there sometimes and just go, man, I just, I, I hate this song. I'm not doing it. You ever done that to a song and it ended up being a massive hit where it's like, I don't know if this is the one? Um, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're, Jay's probably been the worst. <laughs> at, at that, JS, because he's yeah, the, like songs like no, I'm not doing that, you know, like like Sarah Beth, you know, about skin. I don't want to sing about cancer. I don't want to do, you know, that's it's, it's a tough subject. I don't want to sing about. It. It's, a, it's a hit, and it's happened a couple other times. We were like, hey Jay, whatever other songs that you hate, man, that'd be great. Let us know who we hate ones. the most. Yeah. yeah, right. So you and Jamie Foxx have been friends for a while, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, long time. You guys used to sit around Jamie's house singing. We did all the time. Yep. Uh, here is. Um, she Goes All the Way, which came out in 2007. Yeah. No questions, no talking at all. Only the sound of our hearts as they Isn't he, one, like, the best? I'm, I'm not talking about as a person. I don't know him as a person. But when you look at overall talent and what he's able to do, act, Oscar, sing, hit record, comedy, Freaking in living color. I see him do impressions. Like, I don't know that I can name a more talented person, period. Nope. Overall than Jamie Foxx. Y'all just see him shoot baskets. Y'all just see him play basketball. How'd yeah. you guys become friends? He, I, I had got a deal offered to me uh, by Capitol Records in early on, like a pop deal. And so I went to L.A. My old manager at that time used to uh, work for Jamie. And um, so ended up going there, staying there. And uh, after I turned that deal down, I ended up just staying and living with Jamie for a few months, just staying with him. And man, we were just and he had you just, guys lived together. Mm-hmm. Just started the W. He started just started the Jamie Foxx show on the WB, and so he was just getting going. I mean, his comedy stuff was happening, but he's truly one of the he he might be the most talented person I've ever seen. He's great at absolutely everything. I mean, not just great. But, I mean, sets the bar for, I mean, comedy, talent. I mean, his, the way he plays, piano, and, I mean, he's just, and, and he loves music. He loves country music. He loves all genres of music. And he can act. I mean, it's just, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. It sounds like he's a good dude, too. He's a great dude. Which sucks. You kind of want to hate someone. I know, man. yeah. He's from Texas. Oh, I never liked you. 
Because yeah. it's just you have it all. You just you have it all. Yeah. And I'm in coveting. <laughs> yeah. I'm envious and I'm coveting. Yeah. Life as a highway was never a single, right? Right. Yeah. It just became a smash, kind of because people liked it, which is rare. Yeah. Yeah. The cars movie. Yeah. You know? And then radio picked it up because it was just doing so good. And just kind of they played it, but it was never a single. And really one of the songs that I would assume you guys are associated most with, depending on what the age group. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's funny because I was just um, <coughs> just doing a singing with a buddy of mine, Jonathan McReynolds, in the Christian world, the gospel world. He's amazing. He's the same way. So talented, so gifted, not fair. Coveting thy neighbor, that's what I'm doing with him too because it's just ridiculous. But anyway, his, his assistant, who knows nothing about country music, Never even heard of Rascal Flatts, but New Life's a Highway. Really? Yeah. yeah. Life's a Highway, the original version, don't tell me. Is it like Eddie Cochran? No. Who sings Life's a Highway, the real version? Tom Cochran. Tom Cochran. Yep. I get Eddie Money and Tom Cochran mixed up because to me, they're the same person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the most profitable song you guys have put out? For me, the ones I wrote, Fast Cars Freedom and I Melt and... Bob That Head and Summer Nights and all that. But, you know, I mean, all in all, bro, it's got to be Broken Road or what hurts the most. If someone says, hey, Gary, we're gonna, I want you to come. My, my cousin's having a little wedding here, and he, he's, you're real important to him. And he says, you sing two songs, any two songs at the wedding. What do you pick? Broken Road, My Wish. I mean, those are always the ones that they ask. It is? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Somebody asked me to sing at a wedding. I tried on moving on once, but that didn't work. Yeah, probably not, not a good move. It wasn't, yeah. Do you still get excited because, you know, this new project's coming out? You get excited it's going to come out? Or you, is it just another day? Like, it's just part of the... Bro, I'm so fired up. I, I'm so excited. More excited than I've been in a long time. I'm so excited to have... You know, I love everything that we did with Flats and being a part of that and all of that. And who knows what will happen in the future. But I'm so excited about just having my own songs that I picked, that I hand you know hand picked and help co-produce and using you know different it's just fresh it's new and it's exciting and you know it's just uh and singing about the lord is going to be awesome i mean it's been a dream record since i was a kid so you know and then the country stuff you know, the, the country record that'll come after that is you know i mean i've already got some cut for that that it just they're great they're great songs we live in a town with the greatest songwriters in the world so we're right here you know so I'm just ready, waiting for you to agree to the duet with me. See, I wouldn't. And I'll, I just wouldn't. Oh, great. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's not coming. Yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to sour it. All right, so How They Remember You, the EP, it's seven tracks coming out July 31st. And we still have no timetable on your next two projects, but you are, right. they are coming. This are year? Coming. I don't know. One may, one may come this year or the first quarter next year. Were you a, a church singer as a kid? Yep. Were yep. you all in it? Yeah, I was all in it. I was all in it. So was I, but I sucked. Yeah. Like, I have, I have like, one small range I can do comedy in, and yeah. I'm really get out of it. Yeah. But I, I would sing at church, and they were so nice to me. And I used to, I would think, I went to Mountain Pine Baptist. Yeah. I'd rock Sunday nights. I'd yeah. rock it. Sunday nights were great. And then I would go somewhere else. And we had a white church and a black church. And I'd go over to black church, too, sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I would sing over there, because our town still was segregated. It still yeah. is. There's a railroad track in the middle, and... White quarters, black quarters, yeah. wild. Still going to my town today. Yeah. And, um, but I would go to both churches and I would go over and they really made me feel special. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'm the, I can go get a deal right now. I was like oh, yeah. 13. I was like, I would go back and my mom be like, they were, they were clapping so hard for me. Like, I might actually be good. Yeah. Yeah, they were just, they were just lovely people. Know, had nothing to do with me. Yeah, they were like, bless this. They were like, <laughs> bring him in here. Lord Jesus, bless him. Lord. Yeah, it was not. But you, uh, you were a big church seat. Is that where you kind of got your confidence at the beginning? Yeah, yeah. Just being around that, just being in that atmosphere. And I mean, and you could, you know, you get to visually see the power of music when you're in church, you know. Because, you know, I went to Joyce Avenue Church of God, which is a Pentecostal church. So, I mean, everybody was, you know, stomping and clapping. We weren't sitting there. So it was, yeah. And Sunday nights were the best. They were just the best. The music was rocking. It was great. Everybody was awake. Yeah. On Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah. And Wednesday night was, because I would go Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And Wednesday yep. was like a half version of Sunday night. Yeah. It was still nighttime, but not everybody was there. Yep. But okay. it still felt it was a little looser too on Wednesday night. Yeah. So you was. could you could go in on Wednesday night and actually do some of the 
like the uh, DC talks, like for fun. You can mm -hmm. do that on Sunday night. It was right. straightforward. Rock yeah. of Ages, like don't, don't, don't veer off. <laughs> That's right. But yeah. on Wednesday night, if you wanted to do some Michael W. Smith, you wanted, yeah. to, they were cool with that. Yeah, they were. Yeah, because it's a little looser. A little looser, and everybody had to go to work on Thursday, so there was like, let's just go have fun. Let's, yeah. let's go have fun. Well, listen, uh, I'm pumped you came by. It's I think the last four times I've seen you, you've been in a camouflage piece of clothing. I know, and I'm kind of in a fishing camo today. So the fish. Yeah, that's weird. It is a camel, but it's like water. So is that if you fall in, the fish don't know? Well, I think it's when you're standing over the boat and they don't see the lure, I think. <laughs> I don't really don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. We're just making stuff up. Are you, are you still hunting a lot? Yeah, right now it's planting and all that kind of stuff, getting ready to. Now it's checking cameras and seeing what we got, but yeah. Don't you feel bad? Yeah. Like the animals don't have cameras to see when you're in the woods. No, but they... They've got cameras in their nose and their eyes that's and their true. ears, you know. It's tough. And that's, the, that's the, the thrill of it, is trying to outsmart a wild animal. The turkeys were always the hardest for me. Yeah, they can, their eyesight's ridiculous. Because they, they, they know when you're there and when yeah. you're coming. If, you could, if they could smell, we'd never kill one. You'd never shoot one. They also look up in the rain. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, listen, I know you got things to do. What do you do? What's, what's a fancy guy do on a... Monday night. What is tonight? Sunday night? What's a fancy Sunday. guy do on a Sunday night? You know what? I just come and hang out at Bobby Bones Pool, and we just kind of, I cook out and stuff, and then just tell him when I leave. It's kind of that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you for having me, buddy. No, I'm, I'm glad we could do this. You know, I, 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 we don't do this on radio often. I just love hanging out with you. I know. I love it, too. So, uh, all right. Well, there he is, Gary LaVox. Got three projects coming, but the one, the big one first is the, the flat CP. Seven songs. Is that the only song out, How to Remember You? Yeah. Because I was looking at the six, I was like, I don't know these other six songs. And I'm your biggest fan, and I memorized every song you've ever put out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> I'll send them to you so you can learn them. You ever have um, fans do anything crazy at a show or, or in your personal life? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that happens all the time. The, probably the greatest one was a lady that scheduled her C-section around our tour date. Oh, I was thinking like trying to stab you or something. You're thinking oh, no, awesome no. things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got all, there's all kinds of psychos that do crazy stuff. I don't, I don't get it. How you're such a fan of somebody and you love them so much that you want to take them out. Is that weird? Then the door goes clunk, clunk and locks. I've yeah. got you in here with me and this never, none of this even works. <laughs> this is <laughs> All right. Good to talk to you. You too, my brother. Uh, and I'll see you soon. Okay, buddy. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet and the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. 
Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food so the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me in this fight and just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. So this was a cool list that I saw on Billboard. The greatest final number one hits of all time, which means their last yeah. number one, which the biggest one is Elvis Suspicious Minds. Which was a jam. Oh, come on. And they're all going to be jams because they were all number ones, but it's their final number one. Like, what a cool list. Whoever had... I know we're thinking of a lot of creative stuff nowadays because we have to. Yeah. That's, that's a good, fun list. Elvis Presley, Suspicious Minds, 1969. Never had a number one hit after that. This is my favorite Elvis song. Yeah. Maybe maybe just because, you know, it was closer to my age around the time it came out. What did it come 69? Yeah, but but I, I've, I've loved Elvis since I was a kid, so that means my parents were probably listening to it when I was, like, in the early 80s. Yeah. Um, and then I remember, too, Chuck E. Cheese had, like, uh, one of those little um, electronic guys, whatever, and one of them was Elvis, and he would always sing Suspicious Minds. Loved it. Elvis was a Chuck E. Cheese Yeah, he was like a Chuck E. Cheese. It was like a mouse, but dressed as Elvis, and he would sing, oh. We can't go on forever. And then, uh, but when you got close, all you heard was the all the... Psh- all the <laughs> pumping and all it the moving electronics the air, moving. Yeah. You're like, okay, that's that kind of loses the <laughs> the magic. Hall and Oates makes the list. Out of touch. TLC. Unpretty. The Four Seasons. December 1960. Oh, what a night! Oh, that, see that that one's really good. Their final number ones. I'll give you the top ten. Whitney Houston. Exhale. Shoop shoop from 1995. Favorite Whitney Houston song? Gotta be honest, man. I never heard that song. I will this always. is from a movie. This is from uh, Do Is mm-hmm. You never heard this song? No. I Will Always Love You is probably my favorite Whitney Houston song. What about? Or, or Ooh, I Want to Dance with that's Somebody. What I was say. That's a good one. I Want to Dance with Somebody. Yeah. From Waiting to Exhale. I Want to Feel the Heat with Somebody. Waiting to Exhale with the movie. Angela Bassett. Maybe. Yeah. But I remember that song being from that movie. Janet Jackson, All for You. That her, this is her final hit. Number nine. All for you. Remember that? No. I remember this because I was doing pop radio. We played it all the time. Uh, the Beatles. What do you think? It's going to be tough. The Beatles' final number one was 1970. I know it. Mm-mm. I do know it because I see it. Oh. What do you I, mean you see it? I see it. I have the sheet. Oh, you could have played it cool. I'd have been like, wow. No, 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 no. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. But I, I didn't. That's weird because I don't remember this song. I thought... Abbey Road was their final album. The Long and Winding Road from the Beatles, 1970. This is their final number one. Eddie, I don't know if I know this song. Oh, what are you talking about? Turn it up, Mike. What do you mean? Many times I've been alone. Many times. I don't know that I know this song. Dude, this is the jam. I don't know if I lose some of my cred with that, but I don't know that. Were you a big Beatles guy? Huge. Huge Beatles guy. Again, my parent, my mom. My mom would just drive around listening to Beatles all the time. But I, I, it's so weird. I thought Abbey Road was their last album, and this is not on that album. Well, you're a real dummy. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have hits on Abbey Road. That could be it. Yeah, it could be. The final number one's that one. Uh, Blondie Rapture, 1981. Let me see if it it hits me. Mm -mm. But Debbie Harry was hot. Yeah, dude. Yeah, she was. You look back at those Mm -hmm. and you're like, man, she was a really, she's pretty. What do you remember from Blondie? Nothing. What songs? Nothing. 
Oh, you mean like not live, not not as no, it was happening. No, 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 just what oh, songs. I was gonna say nothing. Um, glass. Me too. That's it. Hey, Mike, what's on the Blondie <laughs> list? If you if you search Blondie, what shows up? I'm searching it right now. Because there's got to be more than. Let me see the streaming songs for Blondie. You got one way or another dreaming. Oh, oh one, one way, way or another. another. That's Blondie. Gonna... Yeah, this is a jam. This is so good. One way or another. You know when I'm we gonna... do these lists, I really write a lot of these songs down. It's like the ones we do with the cars. Like I wrote all those songs down so I can go back and just download them and keep them. The uh, call me, call me, call anything. This is call me. I know this one. Oh yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And then, what was the last one that she, that she raptured? I don't know that one. So her biggest ones are Heart of Glad, number one. Call me, number two. Number three, One Way or Another. Um, what's Maria? Blondie. My Marie. <laughs> it's not in here. <laughs> Maria's not in there? No. It's there. Let me hear who this is. For my phone. Oh, I know this. You do? Yeah. Because somebody covered this song. We see you know, Eddie never heard that? No. Mike, did you find who covered it? I'm trying to find it. It's got to be like somebody like bowling for soup or somebody random. <laughs> Here we go. Maria. Is it Green Day? I don't think so. Uh, did you Google who covered Blondie's Maria? Or maybe they're covering someone. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Eddie, we know more Blondie than we think we did. Blondie Maria covers cover. I don't see any man. Mm. Well, I know that song. Maria, it gonna be a... all right. Um, on the list also Madonna. Her final hit was Music in two thousand. Her final number one. Do you remember this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When she went to uh, kind of dance, Madonna. Yes, yeah, good. Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. I guess this is Jay-Z's final number one, mm-hmm. Empire State of Mind. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah Jam. You always think you can sing this song until you try to do it on karaoke. Can't do it. And then you get you none try, of it. Yeah. Try it. One time I was like, I was feeling pretty good at myself, and I was like, I'll do Jay-Z, Empire. Come on, Honda. You good know my Jane Fonda. You're like, those aren't even the words, dude. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, it raps hard to karaoke, man. Yeah, but Humpty Dance was my jam. Yeah. I can do that one. That's kind of my song. You can do that song. one in your, in your sleep, probably. Uh, the Temptations. Papa was a Rolling Stone, 1972. Their final hit. Jam. Wherever he let his hat was his home. And when he died, oh, he left us was alone. You know that one, Eddie, or no? Yeah, I do. 72, man. So they were a band for a good while there. Because they were a band in the 50s. So three decades. Were they in the 50s? Mm, late 50s. I sure. saw a story that said there's only been one artist for four different decades to have a hit. Who's that? Who, today. Yeah, who do you think? I know who it is. You do? It may even be five or six decades. Mike, if you find out the... Uh, artist or band? Hold on. Let, let me let Mike pull up the context of it okay. and see if you can name it. Um, only one artist has had a top 40 album in every decade since the 60s. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. 2010s, 2020s. That's seven decades. What artist do you think's had that? Wow, 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 wow. I'm thinking the Rolling Stones, but no, probably not. Because they must have had one in this decade, 2020, so they had to have one this year. A number one? What was it again, Mike? Yeah, number... A A, top 40 album. A top 40 album. Yeah, it's not a number one. Top 40 album. This is different from this list. Who do you think it is? And when do you think they started? Well, listen, they've been at it for seven... Inside of seven decades. Jeez, dude, this is crazy. I don't know. You'll get it. Ah, so album this it's had have been this year. I mean, it's not Garth. No. So, about, so, you, no, so 60s, but so. seven decades. You're talking about fifty years for sure, and then a little bit on each side, like late in that first one, and then obviously 2020. 
I have no idea. Bob Dylan. Wow, Bob Dylan. Many times can a man yeah, because he just released an album. That's pretty amazing. Uh, right. I, Go ahead. Well, I just wonder. I wonder what Bob Dylan's thinking right now with what's going on in the world and protests. Because he start he started his career doing this, protesting what was right during civil rights, and then he just did not. Anymore. He's probably seen it a few times though, right? Yeah, but but he quit completely, and he even would do interviews and say like, "That's not me anymore, man. I don't do that. You fight your own fights." I wonder if he felt like he was becoming too much the protest guy. Yeah. And he couldn't get across other messages because people only wanted protest Bob Dylan. Yes, I think that's true. Yes. And, and that he didn't feel any uh, more or less about, bec- but he just didn't want to be that guy anymore. It's just weird because, man, his first hits, his first music was pure protest. Everything he did was protest. And now he was the protest guy. And now it's like, you know, you don't. he's not touching any of that. I share believe at number... Th- uh, hold on a minute, though. But I think Bob Dylan recently did a song that was pretty protesty. Really? in this new On this new album? Yeah, I think so. I think he, or, I, or he released some stuff that was like a 10-minute song about... Oh, yeah. So okay. you're probably I'm, right about all that, but I'm just trying to think back. I think recently he kind of got back into that lane a little okay. bit because they're like, Bob Dylan released a 10-minute song about today. Okay. I'll just go back and listen to that then. And then he was supposed to have a number one album this week, but he got beat out by Lil Baby. Ah, uh, the baby. I think no, in all baby. seven decades, Who's... Lil Baby beat him at least once. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between the baby and Lil Baby? Yeah, Lil Baby's had a number one for four weeks. Didn't know that. Is Lil Baby Rockstar? Yeah. Pull it up. Um, I don't care. Pull it up. Okay, cool. Uh, Share Believe at number three. <laughs> oh, that's biggest song of her career? I don't know. I don't think so. Taking Sonny and Cher out of it. Still... May, uh, yes, probably, right. but I'm saying not so much so that you don't have to talk about it because she would have... Mike, if you pull that down so I can sing these other songs. If I could turn back time. Oh, yes, of course. Different era, different analytics. She also had, back in the 80s when she was on that cruiser, there's a video where she's in like the... Uh, the, 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 the What do you call those things when they're wearing their legs? Uh, not spandex. Corset? No. They, they were, it's like pantyhose. Yeah, like the, the ripped pantyhose. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you don't remember that the video? We we were too young for it. I'm going to find it. Does she have a uh, greatest hits record or no? I bet this is it. Eddie, you're going to know it. It's. Um, I remember that movie Mask she did. Yeah, it was good. The Mask, Mask was awesome, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Hold on, I'm going to find this. Mike, read me shares. What do you have in the thing? There's also Gypsy. Yeah, I got Gypsies. That's old school. That's like oh, from the 70s. This. What else do you have? Uh, The Shoop Shoop song. Okay, go ahead. Does he love I want to know, but that's not her song. Go ahead, give me another one. And then SOS. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, who doesn't love Gimme Gimme? <laughs> you don't know that. I don't. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> here we go. Dark light, don't hide your love. Ah, Google share music video boat. Interesting. Because she's huh. on a boat with a bunch of service men, and it's a big song. Okay, you remember the music video? Just from watching old videos. I was too young. I was like 1986 or 87 yeah. or something. Michael hit us with this, and Elvis is number one, and then I just want to walk through this list. What, do you, what is, is it? Uh, if I Could Turn Back Time. That's the music video. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Did I already oh, do that go. song? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, boom. Yeah, so, and what, so tell us more about the video. I don't remember, except she was in <laughs> torn pantyhose. pantyhose and shorts, and yeah. there are a bunch of servicemen on there. <laughs> they're, all, they're all just checking her they're out. All behind her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Other things making the list. The Rolling Stones, Miss You, 1978. I don't know that song. And I miss you. Don't... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. What you gonna do, nigga? Yeah, two Puerto Rican girls that are dying to meet you. Oh, yeah, this is a jam. Come on, dude. That's good for you for knowing that just from missing. I do like the Rolling Stones. That's a good one. Destiny Shop, Bootylicious. Sing that one. 
Beyonce. Hey, you girl. Yeah, can, you too, but Lucy Lou. Yeah, we are now bootylicious for you, babe. Yeah. This is from Charlie's Angel soundtrack, right? Mm-hmm. Kelly. Yeah, can that. What's that sample? Uh, hold on, we turned it down. It's <clears throat> Stevie Nicks. It's um, it's Fleetwood Mac. Oh, are you are the one you love? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just like the, the one, one you love. Yeah, since it's on the on the This is fun ooh, breaking down these songs. Ooh, ooh, just like the. All right, all right, that's it. We're gonna wrap it now. That, this is a pretty cool list, though. I thought the list was so good. I didn't even put in ones that I thought. I just wanted to go through them. Because as an artist, it's pretty cool to go out with a bang like this. Like, Well, that's not a bang. That's just the last hit they had. Yeah. Oh. I don't think they selected it as their last hit. They put out way more songs after that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. They didn't Seinfeld it. Oh, okay. I thought that's, this was like this is how they ended. Nope. This is uh, the last gotcha, gotcha, number gotcha. one success they had. Gotcha. All right, Eddie, promote your podcast. A Sore Losers podcast, me, Lunchbox, Ray. We're uh, just... Three dudes talking about sports and with a lack of sports a little bit. We're just talking about guy stuff. Just talk about our lives. Check out the Sore Losers podcast. Mike, you want to promote yours? Yeah, Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. The movie where it's a podcast where all I do is talk about movies. Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. All right, check that out. Um, Let's see here. Just like the one. I was wrong about the Beatles, too. That was not their last album. Let It Be was their last album. I was going to say that, but I don't you. I didn't even know that song. I'm so stupid. All right, thank you guys for listening. Um, share with your friends if you don't mind. We uh, we love that you'll share and, and rate us as high as you can. It moves us up the charts. Selfishly, if you don't mind writing, us a little, write a little comment like "love this podcast," uh, give us all the stars. Thank you very much. See you next time. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tecovis store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tecovis.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tecovis.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.